I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Yeah, that sounds good, Kat. How you feeling? Solid medium. Solid mediums, perfect. Marcus, how are you feeling? Uh, I'd say medium plus. Wow, medium <laughs> plus. <laughs> yeah, I've been studying magic all day. I'm feeling good. I'm unlocking the secrets of the universe. Oh, well, we better start the show then. <laughs> Welcome to it, everybody. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, with Marcus Parks. He's been studying magic, so mm-hmm. the, the there is a special aura in the room today. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Have you put any uh, blessings on the podcast studio? Not quite yet. I is don't... it called a blessing, or what is it called? I mean, it, you can call it whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can a call spell. A spell, yeah, a spell. Possibly a spell. Well, that's more of a Wiccan thing. I don't mm. go in for all that nonsense. You're not uh. a nerd, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, today's guest, good friend, and you love her, National Review writer and Fox News contributor, Catherine Timpf. Hi, guys. Hey, Catherine. How are you? Pretty medium. Yeah, <laughs> good. Everyone's medium. Just, like, just as I enjoy my steak. Well, speaking of medium, people are feeling... The burn. Uh, yes. <laughs> they had the Democratic debate, and what an exciting two hours that was. Oh, was <laughs> Holy Christ. More feathers went up and down in a farmer's mouth. You know what I'm talking about? When no, farmers, no. When farmers sleep. Oh, when farmers are wait, sleeping, what? they're breathing yeah. in and out, and there's always a feather above their lips. Where are you watching farmers sleep, and what are you talking about? Looney about? Tune cartoons from <laughs> 1973. Oh, you're an adult male. Oh. So that's a thing. Well, I'm just saying it was a snooze fest. Uh-huh. I, great, great metaphor. Very relatable. They, you know when the feather goes up and down? I was extremely relatable. Once I, it was explained to me, I was like, oh, the I'm The best I'm metaphors are the that. ones that you have to explain in order <laughs> to your point to come across. You know what? I don't even have to host the show anymore. Cat, be encouraging. Um, Thank you, Kat. <laughs> Very good. I had not- Notice how I had nothing to say when mm-hmm. the, when the no. threshold was I had to be encouraging and positive. <laughs> right, right. No. I think everybody picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, let's see here, sadness, Lincoln Chafee's <laughs> performance. <sighs> Holy Christ. Why was he there? Why was he at the debates? Nobody really knows. He's at 0% in the polls. He was there as a glorified prop. For the prop. lulls. For the lulls. He was just a, he's a prop by the Clinton administration to make it look like uh, the from the Clinton campaign to make it look like she has competition. Mm-hmm. There was really zero competition on that stage other than Bernie Sanders. Lincoln Chafee 
began the debate by discussing his dead father because everybody wants to hear about the sadness of losing a parent just right out of the gates when we have major I do do that to people sometimes but I'm not running for president right well you have uh, you have a lost mother did Lincoln Chafee touch the heartstrings or you voted for Chafee with the sad vote exactly no like that'd be a really funny campaign though Tim 2020 her mom died (laughs) are you sad so is she vote for Tim (laughs) right exactly exactly like even having knowing exactly how horrible that is right people gen- have not cut me any slack no uh, in terms of handling things uh going through that so you know buddy uh sorry <laughs> the world is terrible the world goes round and round yep. and it will not stop because your father is deceased in 1999 was the vote that they were discussing that he gave uh in order to get rid of glass steagall mm-hmm. oh i'm and sorry wait also when did his dad die 1999 get over it <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, he was how old? He was probably oh, he was elderly. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. Chafee himself. I like, don't know how old he is. He's got to be in the sixties. Like yeah, you know, it's a little harder when your mom dies when you're twenty five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, yes. sorry. I'm just getting angry at Lincoln Chafee over here. I know. You know, he, I'm getting angry. So his his uh, response and Marcus, you actually didn't hate the response because if it's just. Pure one hundred percent honesty. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Of course, Lincoln Chafee, when they asked him about voting to repeal Glass Steagall in nineteen ninety nine, he said, "You just, I, I didn't, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I just, my daddy died, and so what? I thought huh? that, you know, I, I'm sorry." It was unbelievable. Ah, I loved it. I love the honesty of it. It's just like, dude, I don't know. It was one- it's my dad. Doesn't he just look died. like a guy that would be like a doctor on a late night infomercial? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I I tell my patients that blah 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 blah. Like that's what I see when <laughs> he I He looks like an OB oh, what is it? An OBGN OBGYN pussy doctor. I'm glad that you're so OBGYN. But he keeps all of his uh, equipment real cold <laughs> just to be a prick. Uh. So he goes in one of the largest votes, uh, certainly in the 90s, the repeal of Glass-Steagall. A lot of people blame that for the, uh, you know, the uh, financial corruption in politics today. I mean, it's a fact. Um, yes. And uh, he went in and just said that his father had passed away, so he wasn't in the right headspace. He voted. He didn't read the bill. And then he said it wouldn't have mattered anyway. The vote was 90 to 5. Hmm. So it doesn't, I mean, obviously disqualifying him as a leader because his honesty proved that he's not. Jim Webb was on the stage. He is, holy Christ, when he speaks... I feel like it makes the same noise as a Culligan water machine. <laughs> you know when you hit the button down there and you got that burble coming up? That's Jim Webb. Is he in the room? <laughs> he was unbelievably pathetic, a terrible candidate, worse than anybody on the JV team that the Republicans put out there two hours before their primetime debates. And I have, he, I have no idea why he was there. His record is that he didn't die in Vietnam. <laughs> that was it. All he just kept on saying. I probably would have died in Vietnam. Everyone probably would have died in <laughs> Vietnam, <laughs> especially so. Jim Webb. I mean, with a head like that, the fact that they missed him proves why they were so unbelievably easy uh, to uh, defeat. I mean, we didn't defeat them, but we killed a lot of them. Yeah, we killed a lot of them, but they resoundingly defeated us. They didn't resound. They did not defeat us. Yeah, they did. No, they just stuck around longer because they were at home. <laughs> you know how much easier it is to if you were having a house party. Mm-hmm. Who's drinking the most? The one who lives there. They Whoa. were just going to the fridge. 
They had they had more opportunity. They were cozy. You just compared the Vietnam War to a house party. To a house party. That's right, and that's that crack see, political analogy that people get here. I always assume when I'm I'm allowed to stay. <laughs> yes. I'm just like I've been invited forever. <laughs> Love of, you. Bob I'm so small. I can I sleep little, in a cabinet. I'll sleep wherever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting yeah. me over to stay. That's what, you, do you want? I ordered some seamless. It's on the way. The seamless is on the way. Vietnam was the house party of wars. <laughs> God, I'm 0 for 3 in analogies today, but I'm going to change that around 3 for 3. That's what I am. Good to believe in yourself. That's right. Somebody's got to believe in me. Damn it. I do. Thank you, Marcus. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, speaking of people not believing in themselves, neither Jim Webb nor Lincoln Chafee have campaign offices in Iowa or New Hampshire. That's, that's great. <laughs> Brilliant. Stra- it's the anti-strategy strategy. <laughs> it's going to be that's huge. That's the, the Catherine Timp story. Yeah. <laughs> And then Martin O'Malley was the third Sexiest. Fella. He is very Whoa, attractive. Oh, baby. And I hate that people were getting shamed. Like, female journalists were, like, saying stuff about him being sexy. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, this is journalism now? It's like, no, it's not journalism. It's called having eyes and looking at that sexy man. Right. But it was interesting how he was like, well, when I meet a Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, like, let's make the whole world like Baltimore. Right. Like, this is this, that's a really interesting strategy. Do you think that the turmoil that happened in Baltimore post his reign, of course they had that great uh, television show the wire and a character was what was the name car kelly yeah uh yeah something like that car co- uh, car 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 we gotta find him marcus the fans are gonna go crazy <laughs> if we don't get this right uh you know of course he car yeah car he um you know parodied the rise perfectly of, of o'malley's career in the wire o'malley actually uh, discussed that show uh to a journalist and they were talking uh they asked him if he thought the show represented uh baltimore in a negative light and o'malley literally said they took it easy on us <laughs> so you can imagine how terrible <laughs> baltimore <laughs> nothing like hometown pride <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it and then the riots. Do you think, Kat, that this has really tarnished his entire record? Because where he was a governor, where he was a mayor, has completely been destroyed. Yes. And so he really can't run on that record any longer. He can't run on that record any longer. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. And it doesn't matter. He should instead be a male model. I agree. He runs the triathlon. He runs triathlons, so he gets wet, Have then he gets dry. Have you seen him without a shirt off? Yes. Oh, holy hell. Holy hell. Oh, he's going with the Putin strategy. Oh, my God. I mean, no, I mean this honestly. man, Google Martin O'Malley shirtless right now and tell me that I'm being anything but biologically appropriate. He does look good, but for some reason, regardless of physical attraction, yeah. regardless of the fact he's right? been very successful in every political office. I mean, office, that's insane. I've never seen a man in real life. With the shirt off like that. Oh, you yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is very buff. He does Holy. have a... He's Putin, but Putin 30 years ago. Actually, yeah. I've got a... Comparison right there. Putin right next to Martin O'Malley, both shirtless. Uh, Putin's definitely more Russian. Putin's definitely more Russian, and O'Malley is definitely he never going to be president. He also has beautiful skin. He's got gorgeous skin. Yes, he's. he's a- <laughs> can, 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 can we get a mop boy in here? Good Christ. <laughs> Terrible, terrible what you're doing to this poor man, sexualizing a politician <sighs> like that. I'm objectifying him, yes. He's a leader. But, of course, he can't gain any traction whatsoever because his resume is attached he to Baltimore. He should run on his abs. Exactly. <laughs> 
You know, it's like my uh, my friend who had a very, very good job at a place called Sun Country. And uh, the place got raided by the FBI and they went to jail. The uh, the CEOs and the executives were embezzling something like 20 million dollars. It was a fantastic job he had. You can't put that on a resume any longer because it's so tarnished. Yeah. And that's what happened with O'Malley. His resume, he was the corporate. He was the CEO of a, of a corporation that just completely failed. Very similar to Miss Fiorina. Mm hmm. So he can no longer run on that. So let's get to the two major stars, Hillary and Bernie. The one interesting thing I thought about this debate was Bernie Sanders did exactly what uh, his base wanted him to do. He kept that burn going. He kept people uh, who support him for firmly in his corner. And you could tell that he did a good job because social media was on fire yep. for Bernie Sanders. Including me for a lot of things he said, actually. Yeah, what was one of the things that Bernie said that you absolutely loved? I really love when he talked about having a common, like, common sense foreign policy. I like that he yeah. didn't back down on when he was people were shaming him about understanding what the Second Amendment means. Mm -hmm. um, I've always really liked his views on criminal justice, on foreign policy, on all those kinds of things. If only he had some sort of understanding of how the economy worked, I could almost support him, but right. he just really does not. Now, well, a lot of people have been saying, you know, like he doesn't have much of an uh, understanding over, over the economy. I know I'm very bad at economics. What is it about his policies that run so antithetical to what well, we got going it, on? It's just, you know, the, the idea of re redistribution of wealth, it's like we're the only country left that that's doing that. The, I mean, we're, we're doing it a little bit. Yeah. We're doing it the least. So it's like that's what this country's supposed to be. So, like, move to another country if you hate it. Like, y you know, people. Well, I think what he wants to do is something. I mean, when people talked about Reagan's economic plan, and again, yeah, we'll have to get a true economist on here. I'm beginning to understand it a little bit, but it's so abstract and so large, it's very difficult to get your finger on it. But with trickle-down economics, ironically enough, if you really take that for at face value, that is a risk, uh, redistribution of wealth, theoretically, right? Not people really. were supposed no. to get wealth at the top and trickle it down to the uh, middle class, it's and everyone was supposed it's to benefit. It's in a market. It's in a in the market, right? The government wasn't going to force people to uh, you know give money to the middle class and things like that and pay people certain wages but in theory it was based upon uh, human kindness and human goodwill I right. mean it wasn't even really I mean it was just based upon if the rich people spend money then the poor people will make money and then eventually right. everything will rise well, up but it have, just doesn't work that you way. have a chance to to kind of get ahead like um, you know they, they passed this law saying that you like have to the, remember when internships you can do like unpaid internships mm -hmm. you, have, you had to do them for college credit so after college I moved out to LA and I was able to have an internship for a summer at Fox and then I wanted I got into Columbia Journalism School and I decided to not go because it was going to be too expensive I wanted to just stay and continue my internship but they said you can't because it's you know we that would be labor like the, that would be like free labor we're not allowed to do that so I had to like go I got another internship at a radio station I had to like enroll and pay to enroll in a college class for credit in mm. order to like get an internship right. because the whole idea is unpaid internships right they're for, for rich kids it's like no i was working at boston market the entire time right so like it is possible that you know we're not talking that much about these when we talk about these stories of oh that's so sad we don't put a value on working harder working i mean I, like five years ago i like didn't even have a bed i was so poor i was like sleeping right. on the floor of like a horrible like apartment in Long Beach, like very unsafe, like no, like didn't have water sometimes really just like living in squalor. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I worked really hard and, but we don't really focus on those stories anymore. It's like now people talk like, okay, well it's because she didn't have male privilege. She didn't have this privilege and that's what put her in this position. And, and it's not fair. And it's just, you know, it's just too much whining. There is a lot of whining. I know, I believe in Denmark, they actually have a higher, 
uh, corporate tax rate than we do here in the United States. And I know a lot of the people, when they hear the buzzwords that Bernie Sanders throws out there, he says the word free a lot, free college tuition. Those things right. sound very exciting. Um, they've definitely forced Hillary into a position that I don't think she's extremely comfortable with. And right, this is one of the exactly. things where I think she did well at the debate. She was able to pivot from Bernie Sanders' more left-leaning um, beliefs and from the people that uh, that like his politi uh, political philosophy, able to sort of take that, absorb it, and then pivot to uh, the more mainstream well, view that she wants to, you know, that she has uh, always uh, held. Well, I think what I what Bernie Sanders is going for and what I think it's something that the left and is – actually been bad at for a long time is that it's a negotiating technique i mean that's what democracy is supposed to be about it's supposed to be a negotiation you're supposed to find a middle ground and when you negotiate one of the i mean the first role of negotiating is you shoot for way higher than you expect to get which is why the iron nuclear deal was a bust because we didn't shoot high enough not even close to high enough to start We're out like, the process okay, so what do you guys want yeah First of all, we're yeah. very sorry for existing. <laughs> Second of all, what do you want? Here yeah. you go. I baked you some cupcakes right. also. Yeah, so Gluten-free cupcakes. So if Bernie right. Sanders goes for free college tuition, everyone gets free college tuition, at least from God. the state level, then what actually comes do out of that is that it's not— Do people not understand that well, college is going to cost the same no matter right. what? Well, that's and that the, they, they can just charge more fees— Okay, like it's when, uh, yeah. when when San Francisco they made their minimum wage like a couple years ago like way, way too high. Subway stopped selling five dollar footlongs in San right. Francisco because you cannot control how much something costs. You can't be paying sandwich artists fifteen dollars an hour and still make like you know be slinging five dollar footlongs. You just right. can't. Things cost a certain amount of money. Well, that's a different. I mean, that's a private corporation. State colleges are something completely different. Well, uh, it, they are and they aren't. Um, I, well, they're, they're, they're very they're very much different, of course, because but then that's even worse because then the government has so much control over the way that they have to operate. Right. But it doesn't, you know, book. There's still books. There's professors that want to get paid. So, that, you know, mm -hmm. then there's unions. And it's just like it, it, you're not going to be making it cheaper by getting more right. involved. The more the government's gotten involved, the more expensive college has gotten. And there's no doubt that universities are corporations and they have an extremely su the supply right. and demand when it comes to books. You remember, oh, I mean, books Jesus were $105. Christ. Oh, man. You know, for a little pamphlet, you know, about John Locke. And oh, it's like, yeah. I can just, nowadays you can just Google, <laughs> Google it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back when we were in college, Marcus, no, the you... internet was still a little primitive. <laughs> yep, just a um, little bit. Only uh, good for a little bit of porn. Not a whole lot, just <sighs> a little bit. Pictures. <laughs> Non-moving pictures and a lot of those chicks. <laughs> Thumbzilla, my friend. Thumbzilla. Thumbzilla. That's right. But there's no doubt that these colleges, I mean, they're gouging these people. Yeah. And they're not even allowing, and the sad thing is about the universities, I don't necessarily think more people should be going to them. It seems like nowadays people are paying more than ever to become indoctrinated Yeah, uh, with a lot of philosophies that just make no sense. Can't you focus on these things for the National Review? Yes. Um, where do you think the education system is failing? My personal belief is we're not teaching people um, – Skills that are that will lead to a job that matters. No, we're like I mean, if you get your if you have your degree in you know fourth wave feminism. It's like slash, four years know, of snuggling sensitivity camp. Right is what college is at this point. I, what I when I was on Fox and Friends yesterday, I talked about um like how I, I, every year I write something about like Halloween like according to the PC police, what's their advice? You can't do this, can't do that. But they also gave some costume ideas. 
and one of them was go as microaggressions. Right. So you type, you tape. I swear to God, Mark. You, you this tape, is what the college recommended. No, it wasn't kids a college, but it's like this is like the product of all this. It was an article right. in yeah. Bustle. Okay. So you print out all these like little mini micro insults, you know, and you tape them all over your body. So that way, people will ask you. What are you supposed to be? And then you get to talk to them about social justice. And oh, like, then you get to ruin the party. That's what I told Tucker. Oh, that's I what see. I told Tucker. That's what I told Tucker. I said, listen, I don't know what kind of party that these people are planning on going to, but if I'm having a party and there's somebody with a bunch of paper all over them walking around telling all my guests they're racist, I'm going to be like, yo, you got to go. You got to go. You're bringing, you are not being party bro right now. You are bringing down the quality of life in the room and you have to go. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, my God. I Worse actually, I, I know that you, really do look at colleges and what goes on college campuses a lot seems to me lately you've got professors pushing back they they are well because i mean it's getting insane to the point where like a lot of law schools don't even want to teach rape law because it's too triggering and if if like Mm. if they use the word of even like violate somebody complained about them using the word violate when they're talking about like violating a contract Mm-hmm. And they used the word violate, and some some girl was all upset. Oh my gosh, like that was triggering, and I wasn't warned. The word violate, I was violated by a man. Like, so where is this coming from? Like, if it's not coming from the schools, like, is it just turned into an echo chamber, a kind has. of a tumbler well, echo chamber? Because it's very powerful to, um, you know, be a victim now. The most yeah. powerful position you can be is be not have someone did something to me. It's no longer celebrated. Oh, I did this. Look at what I did. It's celebrated to say. I've been hurt the most. Oh, so and the most right. powerful thing to be is to be powerless. Exactly. And it's so weird because now we're going to have these like, little like weak pussies running the world. But that's like, y- you know what I'm saying? Like nobody right. wants well, to be called a racist. Oh, right. if someone says, oh, that's kind of racist, you shut up immediately. Right. Oh, that's kind of sexist. You shut up immediately. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they know that. It's a very, very powerful weapon. I also think it's been used by uh, institutional left to divide um society you know when you listen to uh, professor eric dyson talk i have a lot of respect for the guy i think he's smart but he speaks in such flamboyant you know very professorial terms that i understand what he's saying and he can get from a to b much much simpler than he does but he chooses to use words that he knows for a fact are perceived as intelligent when in reality they're just confusing to people and he's not doing a good job of conveying Uh, the message that he wants to convey, but that's all on purpose. That's so the liberal elites can feel, uh, have a one-up on the people that they don't want to respect politically. You know, I mean, you look at what happened with the Tea Party. The Tea Party really is not that outside the mainstream when it comes to their demands, right? Their demands were just limited government, and, uh, you know, they get a little bit, their rhetoric can be a little bit heated sometimes, but the idea of give me liberty or give me death is certainly not new to America, right? But they don't speak right. Well, they don't. And then you can demonize their entire cause because they're not using the right pronouns uh, when they're describing Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. But it's also with the Tea Party. It's also the intense stubbornness and the intense belief. Well, it's both on the left and the right. It's that intense belief that I am right. I must be right, yeah. and if I am not right, then my entire existence is invalidated. And the Tea Party, I'll tell you one thing. John Boehner just wants to retire, and they just won't. <laughs> he just can't, and it's so ironic. He's just like, can't, he didn't want to be, John Boehner did not want to be Speaker of the House beginning of this new year. He wanted to be done in January. Mm-hmm. And they just forced him to be in there because the party was so unstable so because of the insurgent of the Tea Party. But, of course, I really love, you know, the— uh, you know, the Eric Bratz of the world who beat Eric Cantor, these really organic Congress people that were able to win uh, the seat out of absolutely nowhere. The Tea Party does a hell of a job of getting people in office. But poor Eric Boehner is just like, I just want to have us 
my wife. I have a <laughs> wife, and I have a whole life that I want to live. he's a Scorpio, so like no Scorpios should be Speaker of the House. He cries We're a too lot. Moody. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know, I, I, I actually we think have a John lot Bain of feelings, and it was yeah. a Mercury retrograde, and all this is going on, and they're, right. why are you crying so much? He's a Scorpio, it's Mercury retrograde, and you're putting a lot of pressure on him, he has a lot of feelings. Right. I really hate everything he stands for, but I'm a fellow Scorpio, and I understand. Well, that doesn't fit into an Eric, uh, to a John Boehner soundbite, so he can't really <laughs> explain that in a he meme. He should just get so. up there and cry and be like, I'm a Scorpio, and I can't right now, and then smoke an East guy. <laughs> that's what I would have liked to see. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So Back to the debate, Bernie Sanders. Uh, he yes, uh, the the college tuition, the the free colleges that got a uh, very positive reception from the yes, people that like. Yes, it's like a like student him. council election, uh, like vote for me and you all get donuts. It's like, come on, it man. It is it is very very similar. And on the right, the Donald Trump student election is like, but there were a bunch of nerds. We <laughs> so let's give them, we'll give them swirlies. We have to build a wall we and built- we need to build it quickly. Right. <laughs> we give you can give the nerds a noogie on Tuesday. <laughs> I promise. Um, so, but, uh, where I actually thought that Bernie did a good job was when it came to Edward Snowden. And this is where yeah. Hillary shows who she truly yes, is. I, yes, I agree. Um, of course, Bernie said that, uh, he believes that Edward Snowden, he did break the law, but should he be, you know, imprisoned for 25, 30 years or for a lifetime? Bernie doesn't think so. Hillary does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hillary had the gall to say uh, that there were, there were whistleblower rights that he could have used. Yeah, right. But. There's absolutely none. And so this is a situation, certainly not for Edward Snowden, not with the NSA. You don't have a whistleblower right with the NSA. No. And so her stance on that, I thought that was really telling of what it, kind of leader she, she is. She thinks we're stupid. It's a, she, she does. She thinks you, anybody would have to be stupid to believe that really he would have gone this route. He wa- he wants to be uh, in exile right now. He wants that. This is fun for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Right. All right, lady. She thinks we're stupid, which is the same reason why she just goes on and on. She's set, trying to say she's more anti-Wall Street than, than Bernie Sanders. Right. It's like, you give paid speeches at Goldman Sachs, bro. Yeah. Marcus, can we just go through the donations for Hillary? And uh, I want to talk a little bit. I want to go back and uh, have the conversation that we were having earlier about social media reaction to Bernie Sanders and pundit and uh, corporate media reactions when it comes to their support for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton received five hundred thousand dollars from Time Warner, which is, of course, you know, owns CNN and and, uh, the majority of media outlets. Um, So a lot of people are saying the pundits voted, uh, said that Hillary won the debate in order because this is her. They got five hundred thousand bucks on the on the Mm -hmm. on the thing. But don't you think isn't isn't it also possible that they if they were actually smart, they would have said that Bernie did well just to maintain the competition, to give some interest, because at this point, the next debate, they only have uh, three more before Iowa. If Bernie, I mean, Bernie is going to be Bernie. Hillary is going to be Hillary. By the time they get to the the fourth debate, who's going to watch? Right. Yeah. If Hillary's I mean, just knocking it out of the park every time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be done. I mean, Lincoln Chafee is gone. O'Malley might stick around. We call him the Chafe. The Chafe is gone. <laughs> That's a whole nother kind of burn. And uh, and then Jim <laughs> Webb. I mean, Jim Webb doesn't. He doesn't need to be there at. I mean, he's fighting. I mean, he's. He, I think he compared himself to John Rambo, who I believe uh, at, when he came back from Vietnam was against the U.S. government. Yeah, I believe that. I think he <laughs> killed a sheriff. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that was the whole thing is right. the John Rambo versus Brian Dennehy in a small town. And yeah. Yeah, First Blood was actually one of the, yeah. And then there was Rambo First Blood Part Two. Yeah, if anything, John Rambo was more like Cliven Bundy. <laughs> 
Shit. Get off his guns. Yeah. So can I don't you, know. Maybe they're working. Maybe they're counting on the social media pushback. You know, I that, love live tweeting debates. If I could yeah. just wake up every morning and live tweet stuff all day and I go to, oh my God, that is what I do anyway. Yes. No. Hillary Clinton, her first uh, number one contributor <laughs> is Citigroup at 782,000. Oh, but she hates the banks. Yeah. Oh, she's out, against does, Wall Street. Bernie's got nothing on me and how much. <laughs> Shut up, Hillary. Right. Two, three, four, Ugh. five of her top 10 donors are all. Thanks. Right. I just want to walk up to her and be like, "Are you serious? Are you serious, lady? I, like you, you, everything you say is a lie. Everything, is everything a lie. is a lie. We can just go back. I mean, let's go back to." Uh, and she says so- it with that weird little ambient smile on her mm-hmm. face, like, <laughs> "Oh well, I don't, oh, I just, oh, I, I, can you tell I'm angry?" Yeah, prison industrial complex, very yes. much for now. All of a sudden, she's uh, against yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Iraq war. Four, now she's against TPP. She actually helped cr- uh, create yeah, TPP. Yeah. Uh, uh, she said that she believes that a tr- traditional marriage, it's a foundation of a man and a woman, a sacred union between a man and a woman. Gay marriage, yep. That's, that's done. Oh, oh, saying that sexual assault victims have a right to be believed. So it's like, oh. what about all these women that accuse your husband that you are still married to of sexual assault? Right. So, like, either you, you don't believe them, so you're lying, or, like, you do believe them and you think it's just NBD. Like, either way, <laughs> you're Ar- bad. It's um, the Iran nuclear deal. She was for that, and now she's against it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is nothing that you can point to that has any – and I understand. I actually do uh, believe that uh, human beings evolve on issues, and you learn more information. It might, you know, sway your uh, sway yeah, your position. But, but, but there's no way that it just happens to correlate so well with how the tides of policy and uh, well, politics in the I, country are going. I love how Anderson Cooper – like kind of came up with this and she basically used that thing of evolving and like changing position you know but he's pointed out that within the past couple of months she's called herself both the most progressive candidate in the race the word most right and then also called herself moderate and center you know those are mutually exclusive you can't when, be the most progressive and then also the one in the middle but lady. now she's found the way out of that and she says what's more progressive than the first female oh president my and she said this about four or five yeah, times and then somewhere she's gonna turn Elis- around and whine about being treated differently when right. you're you're begging for that i just i really hate her I hate yeah. her. Well, I'm going to use the H word. <laughs> I hate you, Hillary Clinton. You make me sick. I right. hate you. Well, as a woman, though, I mean, I think a lot of women would much prefer somebody like Elizabeth Warren, somebody who has a little bit more of uh, a history of honesty. Yeah, well, a hist- also a history of fighting for women's rights. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and not yeah. banking on, I am a woman. So, I mean, I, I mean, feel so a, bad for Monica Lewinsky. Can I say that? Yeah, I feel absolutely. Really I'm, bad a bit, for Monica I'm Team Monica. Mm-hmm. I'm on Team Monica too. She's like what, 21, 20 years old. Right. She's an intern. The president, like, you know, I, I think that if now we're talking about like power dynamics right. and like when we talk about rape culture and mm-hmm. all that. Yo, who's the most powerful person in the world? The president of the United right. States. Your 21 year old intern. He's making like sexual requests from you, and which is inappropriate and, to and, begin and with. And you're gonna say no? I, I mean, I, that'd be very difficult to do. And there was no support for her. I wouldn't do it. I would have blown Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, if the president asks you into your into his office, you're in the Oval Office, you're 20 years old. I mean, you have no idea what uh you know what that kind of power to be around that kind of power, especially somebody with the aura of Bill Clinton. Everyone that I know, and I know three people who've met him, say that you really do get a sense that you're around somebody special. Yeah, and he speaks to you, he looks right in your eye, and he pretends as if he's known you forever. And he does the exact same thing to the other person, which means he's a sociopath. Would you blow but Nixon? That- 
Oh, Nixon, I would hug his nose. <laughs> I'd squeeze his little nose. Great document, great doc on Netflix right now, by the way. It came out in 2013. It's just called Nixon, and it's uh, fascinating. They review, I mean, I know they released all the tapes uh, a couple of years back, but uh, it's, a, it's a great doc. Check it out. Uh, but no, I agree. The way that they treated Monica Lewinsky, they threw her under the bus. They ruined, not only got her out of the uh, White House, but they ruined her career. I mean, the woman had her life. no life. Yeah. And now, finally, she's beginning to uh, come back. She wrote I, her book, obviously. I would really like to meet her. She's actually on the top of my list of somebody who would I like to go get a drink with. Like, top five would be Monica Lewinsky. I completely agree. I completely agree. And the le- this is where the left, you get a great shield. When you're a left-leaning politician and you say everything right, you get an unbelievable shield of protection from uh, the I- If Bill Clinton was a Republican... He would be consistently called a rapist by the left. Yeah. He would not be honored as a great president. People would try to Bill Cosby him. People would be coming out of the woodwork. But the Clinton machine is still so strong and has so much power and wealth that the women that he molested possibly raped. In Germany, for example, there is a law against a boss having sex with uh, somebody underneath him. This mm. is considered rape. Uh, so it, there's no doubt an intern, the president, that is like the biggest rape. Uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to power and uh, and wielding it for your own purposes, you have to have a little bit of respect for the people that you are that you are around. And Bill Clinton whipping out his dong in the Oval Office, sitting there as the president of the United States, knowing this chick is twenty years old. Can you? Would you do that? No. Would I? I mean, men, good men don't do that. Yeah. So Hillary covering all that up, I completely agree. Her playing the woman card is so offensive yeah. and so unbelievably plays into such. A stupid, such a ridiculously narrow view. Uh, that's how she thinks that people think. That's how she's like. Just by me being a woman, that's gonna be enough. To admit that's that. how that's dumb she thinks everybody is. She's she. Everything she says, I take as a personal insult. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Right. But let's go. Okay, so we got Hillary Clinton uh, discussing Edward Snowden, trying to, uh, you know, talk about how we need Hillary Clinton talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Another situation that drives me completely insane. We've talked about it on the show very much. Uh, I talked about it on Kennedy on Fox Business. Kennedy's a very nice gal. Love Kennedy. 
under Bill Clinton, they rose the prison. Why don't I get to meet Kennedy? Well, you'll meet her. You'll meet her. Okay. And uh, but you know, under under Clinton, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about how they raised the prison population double. I mean, yeah. obviously, a lot of these laws she were placed in. She gave speeches put in bragging place. about how it wasn't right. just him too. She was like, and we raised so much money in prisons, and you know, and then, then she comes out and she's saying, oh, you know, I, I've written about this extensively. Yeah. She comes out and she's saying, well, you know, I don't really know. There's too many people in prisons. You put them there, bro. You put them there. You mm-hmm. you you right. you right. made sure everyone knew this wasn't just your husband's thing. This was your thing too. But now we have a situation where she's doing very well with the black vote. And I just don't understand why that's the case. They they uh, support her in the 70 percent. They they love the Clintons. And I really don't fully understand uh. why there is a major disconnect between what the policy and rhetoric. And in the, in the Clintons case, I can't believe people are so naive to not understand what the policy She has such a large history of doing things that have been destructive towards minority communities. I don't understand how she's getting any of the black vote at all. Branding? Just branding? branding. uh, Yeah, just branding that's carried over from the 90s? She uses black people in her ads. She can't play the saxophone. (laughs) She wasn't on Arsenio Hall. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. And, of course, Bernie also gave her a big boost by saying, we're done We're, we're done with the damn emails. You know, that's exactly what Obama did to her, though. Remember when he said, I think she's likable enough? He stood up for right. so that that was exactly what made people like Obama more, and I think that what he did, like, it's a little bit of like a passive strategy there. Right. It's a great strategy. Uh-huh. He says it's not good politics, but we're done with the damn emails. Because honestly, if you're Bernie Sanders, there are so many good meaty controversies that the Clinton campaign has that you can really expose. Yeah, the emails. Bernie Sanders cannot turn the email uh, controversy to his advantage at all. He's just he's not a part of that conversation. No. So it's definitely in his best interest to get rid of that. And of course, the uh, Republicans made a major mistake when it came to Benghazi. McCarthy, oh. uh, who was supposed to be Speaker of the brutal, House, but brutal. he uh, he had to uh, pull back. The Tea Party doesn't support this Mr. McCarthy character. I believe his name is Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I think I think we make the jokes about how this briefcase is full of porn and, and vodka, something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Uh, kind of a funny little joke. I don't we think do. he's that fun. No. <laughs> kind of a kind of a funny joke we do here on Ableton's topic. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm it's, invited to the party. It's a joke yeah. from the it's a joke on. from the 50s. Yeah. Kind of a funny joke we do here. Yeah. 50s. So, oh, people great. love it. Oh, the, there's so many people on uh, listening with uh, with headphones on right now, just laughing. They, they can't get enough of the stuff. You guys are stars. <laughs> We're just stars. Stars. Shining, sparkling stars. Mm. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank you so much, Kat. Well, love <laughs> thank you, Kat. Uh, so they basically came out and admitted Trey Gowdy, who I just party bro, party, party boy. Bro. Yes, he party is a party bro. boy. Party bro, he is, let him party, leave him alone. He is the guy who's like, we're making more WAP. <laughs> well, wasn't he the one that did the guy had to go to rehab for coke? I think he did. Was well, it? the nose Google like it. that, yeah, possibly. So they basically came out. An aide from McCarthy came out. And admitted that the entire Benghazi committee was basically designed to hunt down. It was a witch hunt uh, against Hillary Clinton, Ugh. which sort of deflated that entire um, pseudo scandal. Well, it's like exploiting the death of four Americans a little bit. Exactly, gross. totally. But there's just I don't understand why they can't find another argument against Hillary. There's so much to choose from. I, it is a buffet. I want to debate. I want to be a moderator for a dumb debate. Yeah. I want to. I would love to interview Hillary Clinton. Like, what would be the one question you ask Hillary Clinton? I'll I w- answer. I want to ask her if she ever thinks about what ha- when you talk about sexual assault. If you ever think about what happened to Monica Lewinsky, I wonder how she would answer. She would walk away. She, she would walk, walk away. away. I really don't think she would answer that. 
Well, she I, hates I, Monica. I think that would. Pro- I, I think that would be on a list of things that you cannot ask her. Right. I bet there. When you go to interview Hillary Clinton, I guarantee you there is a list of things that you cannot ask her about. And if you ask right. her about those things, then they confiscate the footage. Right. I want to write about Monica Lewinsky tomorrow. I think. I think that you should. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on from Hillary. We all understand that she is a, uh, a corrupt politician <laughs> who really is. Uh, has the the easiest ride to the presidency easier than the the kid who made the uh, the clock that they uh, that they confused <laughs> for a bomb? He didn't make a clock. She's going to get into the White House. He deconstructed an existing clock. Is that what it was? Did you see the thing that Gavin wrote where it's like he he did that? He looked at a deconstructed clock, put it right next to the kid's clock, and it looked exactly the same. Gavin McGinnis, yes, kind of the racist there. Yeah, oh, bad person. Well, he's an interesting guy. I'm just guy. saying how funny would it be if this kid just like trolled everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a part clock. Whatever. He also just met with the, I believe, the president of Sudan, who is a war criminal who's murdered millions and millions of people. So, I mean, hell, you make one bad science project, yeah, you can meet a bunch of world leaders who do a terrible job. So that's very fun so anyway hillary's gonna glide in but let's talk briefly about uh financing i watched donald trump speak recently in massachusetts it's very interesting what's happened with the numbers bernie sanders raised 1.4 million dollars after the uh after this last democratic debate like we mentioned uh hillary clinton raised about the same maybe a little bit more and uh the numbers have come out now with what the campaigns have uh have earned so hillary clinton made 28 million bernie sanders made 26 million lincoln chafee made negative 15 million and his dad's dead um so that wasn't good jim yeah. webb uh just made enough for hair implants and martin o'malley uh he doesn't need any money whatsoever because he just does p90x sell nudies, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just gonna sell nudes so uh the democrat uh, the republicans now they have their money coming in as well and an interesting way to gauge how well people are doing and how well their campaigns are doing is by a thing called burn rate which is just basically how much they're how much campaign uh funds are they spending and how quickly are they doing it so bernie uh so uh donald trump has made he's spent two million dollars he's made four he's gotten four million dollars from individual donors averaging less than bernie sanders which is so unbelievably ironic because everyone thought he was going to buy his way to the white house but the man just calls up fox news calls up msnbc cnn and is just like i want to talk and they're like we got 25 minutes. <laughs> and then they film every single speech that he gives. And mm-hmm. these speeches are compelling. Regardless of what you think about the policies, he crushes. These rooms, they are on fire. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Bernie Sanders. But the difference between Bernie and Donald is Donald Trump is crushing. Yeah. He is number one in every Crush. poll. No, and I don't think he's going to lose a state in the primary. He's crushing. Like, you, like on a whole other level. But it's interesting because it goes against, ironically enough, Donald Trump, if you just look at the numbers, if you're like, this guy has $4 million from small donations, he's only spent $2 million. this guy's got $26 million from an average donation of about 75 bucks. who do you think is the Democratic Socialist? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what's so fascinating about Donald Trump. He, and he, he mentioned that he was going to be self-financed, and so people are like, but you got $4 million. And he does address this. He said that if a woman gives him $19 and sends a three-page letter... It would be an insult to send it back. Yeah, I mean, it would break her heart. It's all unsolicited donations. They make sure that it's it's people. He's not even asking people for money. They're just sending him money. Right. And so you have the difference between Bernie Sanders, who was offering free college tuition, Hillary Clinton, who is just as, you know, she's just she's Bush. She's 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 just corporate. And then you have somebody like Donald Trump who isn't asking for anything. He's not promising you much uh, (laughs) when it comes to free college tuition. But the, the, the narrative of the Trump campaign, I think, is com- 
completely contradictory to now than what we thought it was going to be. Everyone thought he was going to invest a billion dollars and it was going to be Biff from Back to the Future 2 and it was going to be all over the, it was just going to be nonstop television ads, things like that. It turns out he's so inside the media game, he hasn't had to pay for anything. Well, that's what they say about being rich is that by the time you get rich enough to afford something, you don't have to pay for it anymore. Right. And I'll tell you, Ivanka Trump, his uh, his his daughter is being. She's a great surrogate. Her and Chelsea are very good friends, as a matter of fact. They can't get enough of each other. Clinton, yeah, yeah, Chelsea Clinton and Ivanka. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for Chelsea hanging out with Ivanka because you know all the guys. I'd rather hang out I've, with Ivanka. Well, I feel I feel the most bad. Chelsea for the, Clinton's a mother, Ben. She is a mother. She's a, she's sweet. Um, but uh, I feel bad for the two friends at the bar, you know, like the guy like me who doesn't mm-hmm. get the Ivanka, but then I'm with the guy who can, and he's like, but so just go talk Chelsea to Chelsea. Clinton. And I'm like, oh. I have to talk to Chelsea Clinton now for three hours so you can try to bone zone this chicken or butt in the bathroom. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Do people actually do that? I have no idea what people oh. do anymore. In the butt? Not in the butt, but in the bathroom? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, the burn rate of how quickly these campaigns spend their money is Jeb. a good indicator of how well they're doing. So let's just go through some numbers. Obviously, we'll get to Jeb, but let's just start with um, everybody's favorite softball player, Chris Christie. Oh, Chris. <laughs> oh, love his weight. He's, he's sitting at a 67% burn rate. And uh, how much money does he have? Uh, he raised $4.2 million. Okay. Uh, he spent $2.8 million and has $1.4 million left right and yeah. that's just on little caesars alone i mean it's oh, amazing yum. i love little caesars mm. i love it so that tells you that chris christie knows there might not be a tomorrow it's yeah. sort of like when you have uh, when you're diagnosed with a terminal illness and you just like i'm gonna do like uh, about schmidt mm-hmm. that great jack nicholson movie where he just goes across and uh checks everything off the bucket list that's pretty much all he's doing at this point he knows he might not be here next week mm-hmm. and well, so you're I just throwing cash list. Well, you can make a bucket list. Do that today. What do you mean wish you had? Just write it down, and that's the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah, but I, like, don't know what I really want. Oh, cat, don't be so millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, actually, 67% of registered voters in New Jersey think that Christie should drop out. Right. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Which is very sad. If you're home state, usually the idea, even Mondale won Minnesota. Yeah. You know, usually you you got your home uh, state support regardless of if they know it's futile or not. Yeah. Uh, ben Carson's doing okay. He's raised uh, twenty million bucks, yes. the most of any GOP candidate. He uh, is chill vibes. He is very chill he vibes in a way that he's vibes. just like. But I want everybody to be murdered. <laughs> you know, but he's like very relaxing though. I mean, but his burn rate's a little bit above fifty percent. So uh, he also sus- he suspended his campaign, but then he uh. did not suspend his campaign. He had a very awkward, uncomfortable. Ross Perot-like week, um, he has to go on a book tour. And so initially he's like, I'm just taking time off from the campaign trail. You can't do that. Yeah. It's like that television show that's Shark Tank. As soon as people walk outside the room to go like have a little individual discussion and they come back to the sharks, the offer is off the table. You leave the American people for two weeks to suspend your campaign. I just Get don't out think he here. ever expected to do this well. No, he definitely so did not. So that's why like, he had this book tour plan because he didn't expect to be number two. Oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. Was, maybe this was just also a big elaborate hoax to get his book tour up. And then now all well, of a sudden, oh, fuck. It's a very good point, Marcus. The downside of running for president no longer really exists. Right. Okay, so you don't win the presidency. Well, maybe you have a reality TV right. show. You've got a book deal. You've got a radio show. You have uh, name recognition enough to go to a university and speak for eighty, uh, hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. Hell, in Ben Carson's case, he is thirty-five uh, percent of white evangelical 
Republican voters, obviously, they're evangelical, not a lot of uh, liberals in the evangelical base. That, that's his core. And that's who supports him. And that's why his numbers are so high, because in the places like Iowa, where white evangelicals really have a lot of say, they absolutely love him. And I like they run for president. You can do it, Kat, but you're too young. Yeah. Um, but you'll be a great President Timp. Free e-skags for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be big. That'll be your uh, free tuition. Free skags. Free skags. So, um, you know, the Iowanians, they absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. So the burn rate, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, 20 million bucks. It's pretty crazy how well he's done, um, considering I just don't understand the appeal. He is he is like talking to LG. <laughs> I mean, if 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 if. I, I don't full I do not for other than the evangelical because he is very proud to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't understand the Ben Carson phenomenon. Yeah, I don't really get it either. Uh, Carly Fiorina, uh, she's at thirty four percent. She's raised six point eight, spent two point two. She she probably needs to start spending a little bit more. I think that she thinks her campaign is doing better than it is. The numbers have absolutely plummeted. And uh, Kat, I want to get your opinion on Carly Fiorina. After the first debate, she was in the JV debate. She crushed it. She mm-hmm. beat everybody. I actually thought she did very well in the um, in the adult debate. I, I thought she, she actually kind too. of won it. Why isn't she getting any traction? Is it is there an actual sexism in the Republican Party when it comes to Carly Fiorina, or is it like we mentioned earlier, uh, her record at GE? I think it was the Planned Parenthood stuff. I you think. think it was the Planned Parenthood um, stuff, like the video. Uh, that you know the people saying it doesn't exist. Does it exist? It does actually, but it's like not confirmed. Where it's, it's kind of messy, right? But um, people really went out hard against her, and that's that's what what happened. Honestly, though, I would be very in- interested to see. Cause she's not doing these big speeches like Trump is, where everyone's like, you know, it's all televised. It's Carly, Carly, right. Carly. In the next debate, I think she's gonna go up again. I mean, she seems to go well. She seems to go up every time she gets exposure. Mm-hmm. But then, where does she go? You know, I mean, I haven't heard anything from her. It seems like it's... Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and she's not doing these speeches all the time, um, but I think when the next debate, she'll go up again because she's very good at it. Right, she is very, very good. But then, of course, she goes away. Um, let's see, how about Bobby Jindal? What's he up to? <laughs> is he spending 100% oh, now? Man, he only collected 579000 Donald Trump spent $750,000 alone on Make America Great Again hats. <laughs> that is, honestly, that's, that's true. The, that's very true. The, the most expenditure of his campaign has been the hottest hat of the summer. He's basically just in the clothing game. More hats. More hats. More hats. And they're crushing. His hats are going to be huge. <laughs> and they are crushing. How do you become president? More hats. More hats. Ah! Going back to your student council comment, Cat. It is all about hats and shirts and swag. Swag, man. It's all about the Trump swag is absolutely crushing. 2016, it. the presidential campaign is swag. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, so Bobby Jindal isn't doing anything. He should just get out of here. Yeah, you know, just he go should, away. Really Who's spending the most? Uh, the most, I would say. Let me see here for a second. It's the most, job, of right? course. The most is. Do you mean most as in burn rate? I want to do burn rate. Oh. <laughs> Jeb Bush, man. Yeah. Okay. He's 86%. Been, that's what I thought. That's disgusting. He's spending money like, he's like one of those people that like, you get like a rap career and you buy like six jets. Yes. That's exactly what happened. He mm-hmm. had $100 million before the first debate. Everybody thought he was a shoe-in to win the way that Hillary's a shoe-in to win the Democratic uh, primary. And he completely bombed. There's a lot of people who are uh, slowly um, banging a baseball against their left hand. 
uh, baseball bat, being like, "I'll break his legs." Yeah. Do you, when when do we break <laughs> Jeb Bush's legs? Yeah. I mean, he's gonna get a cartoonish style mob hit if he doesn't start picking up his game at some point. How disappointed are the people who invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into this man's campaign? He just campaign. Is like his posture is like that of a wilting flower. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he looks like he's terrified all the time. And he is terrified because he has no idea how to connect with the average Republican voter. It's it's so Romney-esque, it's pathetic. Oh, man. It and, is Romney-esque. You know, you have uh, Jeb Bush. I just watched him give a little bit of a speech. Uh, it was in some aeronautics. He was right by. He was by a bunch of planes. I don't know what the message was. I mean, he, he makes me want to jump out of one, so maybe that was it. And uh, he was talking about political correctness gone crazy. He brought up a controversy that he was involved in months ago involving the Washington Redskins name. I believe that he was for changing the name, but I'm not entirely sure. And he said, Washington Redskins, we don't need to change the name of the Redskins. We need to change the name of Washington. And it got an applause. I don't know what it means. I don't think anyone in the auditorium knew what it meant. But he is so desperate to go with that non-politically correct narrative that Donald Trump has absolutely cornered and is crushing and every time he tries to go there it just makes no sense no i'm seriously sitting here trying to figure out what that could possibly be. he's gonna change the yeah. name of washington yeah he to said, what bush again <laughs> i guess so <laughs> to so bush there was a big argument about the washington redskins i'm gonna give you the exact quote here okay. there was a big argument about the washington redskins the redskins being a pejorative term i think Washington is the pejorative term, not the Redskins. That's very pejorative. That's going to get the crowd going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. He's trying to be not boring when he said that, too. Pejorative. Pejorative. I bet you he drinks, like, one beer and watches, uh, like... Documentary and goes to sleep. I mean. Maybe I mean that actually sounds pretty fun. Well, I mean this gives you this tells you something. Uh, Daniel Snyder, who's the owner of the Redskins, gave a hundred thousand dollars to the pro Bush Super PAC uh, right yeah. to rise. Look, you guys, I'm gonna right. throw up. It does make you a little bit nauseous, and the right to rise. I don't. Again, what? The, yeah. the right. Yeah. You have the right to rise. To what? You don't have the right to anything. From where? Do I have the right to sleep? I believe in having the right to be left alone. I, I think passive is more important. Right. You have the right to just do you. I agree. You do have that oh, right. Oh, my God. Look at their logo. The right to rise with a oh, hand. Oh, that is creepy as hell. It just makes no sense whatsoever. It I almost looks not, socialist. It does. It looks like weird and culty and Illuminati-ish. So he has. <laughs> he's, he's at 6% in the polls. He has no footing whatsoever. I do not. Uh, I don't see Trump at any point falling behind any of these candidates. But, you know, just really to wrap it all up here, it was fascinating. Bernie Sanders, what happened with social media was very similar to what happened with television with Kennedy. And what happened with corporate media was very similar to what happened with Nixon with radio. Mm-hmm. Everyone on everyone that watched the debate thought Kennedy won. Everyone who listened to the debate uh, right. thought Nixon won. This is a totally different era. And the social media aspect of it for the first time is really much more important, and it's taken a lot more seriously than it was in 2008, 2012. Uh, it wasn't so much. Obama was fairly good at it. Romney was so bad at it. Mm-hmm. So social media shows Bernie. Corporate media with Hillary, very classic. And I'll tell you, when it comes to overall social media dominance, Donald Trump, who live-tweeted the Democratic debate, go back, scroll through his Twitter feed, and some of the funniest shit. <laughs> I have ever heard I'm in sorry, my entire but it is, life. But it is. And except all, for my Twitter feed. Except for yours, Kat. 
And you know what Donald <laughs> Trump does? And again, I am not even, I am just watching this and it's just fascinating. People are wondering why he's doing so well. Everyone we talk to is like, when's he going away? And they get, they're very upset right. by, by uh, the, um, by the possible outcome of this election. If it would, if it would have Donald Trump in there, the biff of, uh, of the cycle, um, but what he does is he's constantly engaged with constituents. He's constantly tweeting at them, with them, right. having full conversations 24-7, never taking time off. You know, that's when, when Ben Carson was going to suspend his campaign. You, don't, you can't suspend your campaign for 30 minutes. Donald Trump right. is nonstop, full engagement, regardless of what he is saying. You know that he is, uh, he's resonating with people because he's talking to them. And he's not treating them like they're idiots. And he's not trying to pretend Hillary Clinton literally had to utter the line, I'm a human. You know, I mean, I know. this is if th- you have to say you're a human, then it's not going well. It's I mean, not. That's like the but it is line. going well for her. But I mean, in a, in a general, it's oh, going to be fascinating. Is it, it's the equivalent of I am not a crook. I am not. I a, hate her so yeah. much. I just how many times have I said that? So hate, regar- hate, yeah. hate you. Regardless of uh, regardless of the politics, do you have a Donald Trump tweet? First of all, talking about Hillary Clinton. First of all, she's going nowhere. You talk about dropping in the polls; she's dropped like a rock. I could stand there for twelve hours. I could stand there for twenty hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. She's like three and a half hours. That's too long. I couldn't. He's like, I, I couldn't watch it for an hour, much less uh, three hours. Right. I could stand there for twenty hours. And of course, he he won. Uh, CNBC will be hosting the next. What kind Republican. of pajamas do you think he wears? He I think he's, like all he's all nude. He's all nude. I can't decide if he's like satin a sad sheets. pajamas guy or like a naked guy. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to say. Oh, no, I bet he go with, a, Let's go with pajamas. Yeah, I think he's got with pajamas. With his own name with, embossed on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah collars. Yeah. It's got collars. Yeah, he's got the collar yeah, pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. DT, uh, you know, embroidered on the- And make America great again. Going to bed, I'm going to look successful. That's right. You go to bed successful, you wake up successful. He did win. A, he, he did win another symbolic uh, debate uh, argument with CNBC. who are hosting the next Republican debate. They wanted to make it three hours because, of course, the ad revenues go through the roof uh, during these debates. The Democrats had 15 million, uh, 23 and 24 million for the Republicans. They know that Donald Trump is going to bring uh, viewers. I mean, CNN raised their uh, rates. It was mm-hmm. something like 200 percent. It was crazy. So they wanted to make it three hours. He told him it was two hours. He called up Ben Carson's campaign and said, Ben, we're going to hold out unless they do two hours. And Ben's like. I, uh, I just, I just uh, love to love babies, and he's like, "All right, great, but And then uh, they moved on, and they, but uh, CNBC completely cowtailed to him because they knew if they don't have Donald Trump, they have nothing, yeah, and no one's going to tune in. So that was another symbolic victory, and Donald Trump is uh, definitely touting that as uh, how he's going to um, deal very well with the uh, nuclear relationship between us and the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> because he was able to deal with CNBC. That's getting real it. nervous here. I'm getting real nervous. I know you here, hate guys. it, Marcus. I'm getting real nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just do the horn yeah. and make it all okay. Yeah. Uh, tell that to the rest of the country. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't yet, go out there, buy your Make America Great Again hat. Um, <laughs> all right, Catherine Temp, thank, uh, thank you so much so for being sad here. it's over. Who am I going to talk to you now? Well, probably still just us. Yeah, true. Cat, yeah. um, let's see. What do you got going on? Well, the show uh, every Sunday night, obviously. Yeah, Greg the Great Godfell, Godfell Show at yeah. 10 p.m. Oh, and if you live in New York, they should come to my speech on oh, October yes. 27th. I'm talking about feminism. I can't wait. And where is that speech at? I don't remember, but it's here in New York, and there's a Facebook event. So just okay. Google it. It's for the uh, uh, Network of Enlightened Women. Awesome. I'm an enlightened woman. And you are an enlightened woman. 
thank you so much for uh, bringing your light to us. And uh, you can go and find, just Google it, and you have to RSVP beforehand. So go fill out the little thing. They they take a fingerprint there's and an eyeball wine. scan. There's free wine, too. Yeah, it's free and free well, can't you got that just I for us, some right? I wanted free wine. I was, yeah, it's a great yeah. idea to have free wine. It makes it better. I agree. And uh, Marcus, anything going on with you, buddy? Uh, yeah, we've got a cowman show if you're in the New York area on October 26th at Mercury Lounge. Uh, it's got the Reform Pours, Undone Sweaters, Murder Fist, and the Cowmen closing the whole thing out. Uh, yeah, you can go buy your tickets at the Mercury Lounge website. It's going to be fucking awesome. Very exciting. And uh, let's see, I'm doing Red Eye this uh, Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. You're doing Red Eye on Wednesday morning. Yeah. Yeah, so we just, we just missed each other. It's too bad. Find Marcus on Twitter at Marcus Parks. Find Catherine Timp on Twitter at Cat Timp. I'm at Ben Kissel, and uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.